You're listening to The Bill Bennett Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It is Bill Bennett, a special edition of The Bill Bennett Show podcast with Claude Jennings. How are you, Claude? I'm doing great, sir. How are you? Good. I want to talk some about issues of the day. Then we'll go to your emails. We've got some interesting emails, as always. Mm-hmm. And we always invite you to send more in and you should send them to. Uh, you should send them to Bill Bennett podcast at gmail.com. Uh, a lot of issues and not necessarily in order of importance. Uh, this whole transgender participation in sports and other things is not going away. Uh, and the whole question of uh, transgender students and teachers talking to them and so on. I understand there's a law in California that says uh, you cannot uh, you you cannot deny these uh, children the opportunity to change their gender if you're a teacher and you can talk to them and keep it secret from parents. Hmm. Uh, I'd like to explore that. Maybe one of our listeners would, but I understand that's California law. A couple of teachers are bringing a lawsuit against uh, the, the state uh, and the school system uh, to fight it, saying it violates their religious freedom. I noticed that uh, 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 Griner, what's her first name? Uh, Brittany Griner. Mm-hmm. Brittany Griner came out strongly for participation of men in um, in sports. I, I, I don't know why. If you had men playing basketball in, on her team, she would never job. She would she have a job. job. Yeah, I don't. I just don't understand what this is all about. I mean, I, I, I of course, I understand what's about. It's the erase the differences between men and women to suggest, you know, XX and XY chromosomes are the same or they don't matter. Um, a woman has uh, XX and a man has XY. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, uh, that's it. And uh, women have wombs and men don't, right. but you know, I, this whole thing seems to me crazy, but um, I was listening to one fellow um, say that, you know, surprised that more women, more, Successful women, well-known women, are not out speaking out against this whole transgender participation in sports and against uh, the idea of teachers talking to very young students about uh, gender fluidity. Mm -hmm. Uh, There should be more speaking about this. It's this terrible thing that uh, has occupied the land. And on its face, it seems to me ridiculous. Mm -hmm. There's a video. I haven't seen it, Claude. Maybe you have of a, a volleyball game okay. where a man is on the team with, with women and he smashes the ball over the net into the woman's face, knocks her out, knocks her over. I mean, you know. This yeah, is, if someone it, would just do a Google search on trans hmm. high school volleyball player that injured opponents, like literally type that into your Google sc- screen and you'll be able to pull that video up. R- repeat it. Uh, so, yeah, type in trans high school or trans HS volleyball player that injured opponents, uh, opponent, uh, and, and that will come out. That will come up. Uh, why is this occupying so much time, too? And we're talking about schools uh, instead of, you know, schools doing the things they're supposed to be doing. Right. I saw Randy Weingarten, the head of the teachers union, American Federation of Teachers, testifying. I don't think they really lay a lot of gloves on her because that whole system of five minutes questioning, you can, you can dodge and bob and weave for five minutes. And she, she did. Um, but it's mostly about their, her communications 
of her organization, AFT, with the CDC uh, about, you know, making, uh, making it stronger language about the need for students uh, to stay home and not be in school. Uh, and uh, certainly the AFT wanted that. They were getting paid. They were at home. They were on vacation. Uh, and, um, you know, they, um, they, pref- they preferred that. By the way, I don't know if you saw it, Claude, or heard it, or any of the audience. They have found a, a hot mic conversation between, between two Virginia Democrat legislators. Mm, I did not. And they talk about uh, the parent, the parental junk, the parental stupidity, the parental thing that's going on with very derisively uh, about uh, about parental involvement in the schools. I don't know where this ends up. I do not know where this ends up, but certainly it will need, need lead to more exit from the public schools. People will send their kids to private schools, parochial schools. They will homeschool more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this... Uh, this is awful. Now, back to Weingarten. The real story here, I mean, the story everybody's talking about is how students dropped math and reading over the, over the COVID period. And that's absolutely true, and it's terrible. And we can attribute a lot of that to not being in school. However, when you look at what's actually going on in the schools, uh, scores before they drop were not very good. Um, they dropped, things got worse with COVID, but scores weren't very good beforehand. Uh, do you know what it, the per pupil expenditure in New York is this year in a public school? Oh, per student? Yeah. Oh, it's got to be somewhere, I mean, a couple of thousand dollars per student, correct? It's got to be. Did you say a couple thousand? Mm-hmm. I must be, I must be really, really low on, on that scale. $38,000. Oh. Per student. So you have a classroom of 20 students That's $760,000. Where's it going? Mm-hmm. Where's it yeah. going? So um, this whole thing is being shaken up and it's got to be shaken up even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, and they're, and they get, these kids are getting to fourth grade and they can't read. And um, it's horrible. So, you know, COVID was bad, but before COVID was bad too. It just got worse with COVID. I think going to school, whatever was going on in the school, gave students routine. They had homework. Uh, there were lessons they needed to do. And so that's why, you know, they, they improved, not necessarily because of great teaching. Mm-hmm. There is great teaching going on in some schools in America. There are some great schools. But overall, we're just not there. We're just not competing. I know this. I know this pretty well. Um, something else very much on my mind. Our friend Seth is, Liebson has been deeply involved in this, Claude, and that's the whole drug thing. And um, he's going to announce, I think, a new organization. Right. Seth. Seth led an effort in Arizona to defeat the first uh, legalization of marijuana initiative, and it was successful. Uh, a second one, I think, prevailed, but uh, he really knows this issue and um, writes with great clarity and force. He he talks about the uh, the uh, the Vietnam Memorial in Washington. You know that long black wall. You've been there. I've been there. Names of what forty forty four thousand forty five thousand right men who died in Vietnam, young men mostly. Um, and he said, you know, it's 
they deserve all the honor and respect. And then he points out that it took uh, 16 years, I think is the number, to get to that total of 46,000, uh, whatever the number is, and um, 16 years to get there. Meanwhile, deaths from uh, fentanyl, opioids, fentanyl, are about 105,000 a year. Mm. So it took 16 years to get uh, 45, 46,000 deaths in Vietnam. It takes uh, half a year to get 46 deaths of young men and women, principally in America, from illegal drugs. Uh, this is why the urgency is very much the case. It's so real. And now the border is going to get more open, more fentanyl will come in. Uh, Title 42 ends May 11th. That was one way to keep some people out, obviously, not a lot, but uh, it'll be even more now. Some people think it'll double. There's something like 5,000 people are lined up at certain border entry points just waiting for May 11th. Um, um, Title 42 allowed for easier and quicker expulsion uh, of, uh, of some people, but it's going away. Uh, let me just finish. And I'd like to get your thoughts on this. Sure. Notice. Read some emails. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Republicans really did underestimate uh, the impact of the Dobbs decision in yes, political sir. terms. It's huge. Uh, and the reaction is not to like the decision, to misrepresent the decision, to say, you know, women can't get abortions when they can. It's a matter of states is, uh, deciding uh, the rules here. Uh, which I think was the only reasonable way for the court to decide it. I always thought it was the only reasonable way back when mm-hmm. and, and said so. But boy, it's 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 fallen like a rock. And I noticed Stephen Kellyanne Conway said, uh, you know, and she's a very smart uh, person, said, you know, we don't really have a good response to the to the Dems on this. Better get one. Better get one. Um, and I just heard, you know, Biden is pathetic. His presidency is, is a wreckage of America. Uh, you know, he's just taking it apart piece by piece. Second term, man, I don't know we recover from the second term. But this is what I found interesting. Uh, courtesy of Mark Thiessen, used to work with us in Empower America, and I was a speechwriter for President Bush. Uh, Mark uh, points out that um, some polling was done, and an awful lot of people, Claude, as you know, do not want a rematch between Biden and Trump. Right. I think they're both too old and they have criticisms of both men. However, by an enormous margin, uh, the people who disapprove of both men say that if it comes down to those two, uh, they will vote for Biden. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something like 40 point difference. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if that's the middle of the country, where elections are decided, this is a clear warning sign to Republicans. I have been saying, I know Donald Trump. I like Donald Trump. He knows me. I think he likes me. He may not like me anymore. But, you know, whatever his accomplishments, and they were significant, uh, he also hurt his own his own standing, his own legacy with these crazy attacks. And he's still doing it. You know, calling Ron DeSantis, Ron De Sanctimonious, saying Florida is a horrible state. All this stuff. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't think Republicans can win with Trump. But right now in the polls, he's way, way up. 
So, I mean, we'll see. Obviously, we'll see. Democracy, you never know what people are going to do. And I sure hope Republicans, quite apart from this issue, are taking care of election integrity and are also doing what Democrats do, which is getting people to the polls, getting people to vote early, um, you know, harvesting those ballots in a legal way uh, before the presidential election not just waiting for the day in November thoughts on any of this Claude? before we go to emails. Oh, oh man, I've got a thought, a thoughts on a lot of it. Um, you know, number one, I'll start with the, the, the election. Um, you know, we talked about this before and I've, and I, I made the point that, you know, the burden with former president Trump is the fact that, and this is the burden that other candidates don't carry uh, even president Biden is the fact that when it com- he has a lot of baggage and there's a weight and there's a burden w- with President Trump. And the, the issue is, is that his supporters have to carry it. They're they're the ones who he doesn't carry it. He doesn't care. He's fine with it. He'll fight people till, <laughs> you know, till sunset and get up at dawn and he, and he continues to fight. It's his supporters that uh, feel the weight of that uh, of, of his baggage. And, and that's where you start to see support start to drop. So it doesn't it doesn't shock me at all that. Most people do not want to see a rematch, but if they do, they would rather vote Biden uh, than Trump simply because the baggage is lighter on the supporter. It's lighter. It's, it's, it's lighter. I was actually shocked. And I don't know why I was shocked to see that President Biden did release this, that uh, announcement video that he's going to run again. I honestly thought that that he would he wouldn't, um, you know, in again, not being disrespectful or anything, but when with television on prompter, off prompter, uh, candid moments, it's just obvious that he, 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 as a person would be better off if he were not running the country or being the president of the United States of America. And I was just shocked that he would run again. But I guess when you're the Democrats, you think, well, who else? There's not one name that I can go down a list of that I think would be a viable option for the Democrats to run as president. And it's almost like a, a it's a blessing, but almost a curse, even for Republicans, where there are several names you can you can, you can look at. Uh, but the Democrats don't have anybody else. It seems like the only um, result uh, uh, resort they have is to have President Biden run again. And this is a problem that goes as far back as 2008, I think, when um, it seemed as if, you know, whether it was uh, Hillary Clinton or, or Obama, uh, they, they 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 had uh, two individuals who seemed to be viable candidates, but ever since Obama won that first term, the Democrats tried again to recycle, you know, uh, Hillary. Uh, that didn't work, and then they were left with Biden, who was also in that same field when Obama won the first time. They've been recycling the same people, and that and so Republicans have an opportunity here um, to whether they want to go younger want to go minority, want to go woman, like they can, they can make some waves here, but there's gotta be a divorce. Uh, again, results separated from the person or from the candidate. There's gotta be a divorce from president Trump. And, you know, I'm willing to see the emails that some of our listeners have to say about that. No, there, I, well, I, there has to know, be a divorce from it. I don't think people make that divorce. I, they, I, I just don't think they will, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, that's, you know, I think that's where we are. I, I just, I know so many people, I'm sure you do, who, uh, you know, voted for Trump or certainly approved of what he mm-hmm. did as a president, say he's pretty good, but who absolutely will not vote for him again. Yeah. No, you know, a lot absolutely. of people just say, I can't vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, January 6th, there are other things. I, yeah. I don't know. Now, unless that vote is kind of silent the way the first 
Tom was. I mean, there were a lot of people who said they wouldn't vote for Trump, um, but they ended up voting for him anyway, unless that number is kind of consistent. You know, who knows? I, you know, I don't know. I guess I, I guess we'll see. Uh, and then when it comes to the abortion thing, I think you're 100 percent right. Like that was a bigger issue than I think people counted on. And Republicans need a clear but really concise, united message on it. And and even if that message is not perfect, it doesn't hit all the it doesn't check all the boxes. Uh, if it's enough, because I do feel like there's a lot of youth momentum behind the pro-life movement, because, again, I think young people love to attach themselves to causes. Everything's a cause with with with, with people under, you know, 40 years old and right to life. A pro-life is a cause. If they can find a way to message it as a cause. And even if you don't get everything, you know, check the boxes, one short, concise, clear um, message that comes across like a as a cause, I think would be effective. Uh, now, what that message is, what it says, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know either. But I hope uh, smart people are talking about this. There, there is, there is this movement among a lot of young people, and I hope they take it very seriously and and come up with a with a good way of talking about this and a persuasive way to talk about it. Uh, again, to that uh, part of of the middle in America that will decide to vote. But somebody say the other day. 200,000 people in Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Arizona. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or, you know, so there was something like that. Anyway, good good thoughts, Claude. Good thoughts. One other thing, that bill you had mentioned in California, that uh, Assembly Bill 223, known as the Transgender Youth Privacy Act, it requires uh, any petition for a change of gender or sex identifier filed by a minor to be sealed and protected for their privacy. Yeah. Um, and let's not forget, California, I, I was just looking this up. They have a, a law where anyone who um, wants to flee states such as Alabama or Texas for refuge is what, is what they say. They can flee to California for, for refuge from their home state as if they're being hunted down for anything. criminal. Yeah, activity. yeah that's not happening. But um, that's what Thank that's you. what that bill says. Yeah. Thank you for looking that up. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm right, basically, right? Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and one more thing about the transgender thing. Uh, I, I was talking to this with a colleague of uh, about this with a colleague, colleague of mine. And, um, you know, it comes down to not just people being able to independently do whatever they want to do. You feel like you're a different gender, you know, and you want to change your, your sex, fine. It's It's wanting everyone else to accept them as something that they're not. And it's always pitched as, well, Claude, you have a problem accepting me for who I am. And we were talking about this. And it's like, well, no, I don't have a problem accepting anyone like that for who they are. They're the actual ones who have a problem accepting themselves for who they are. Like you were born a male or born a female. You feel different inside and you want to change. I accept you as that. You're the one who want to convince me that you're a woman and the same as a biological woman. And you're not. Uh, if you were, there'd be no need for a sex change. There'd be no need for hormone pills. There'd be no need, but there is a need for it because you're different from an actual, from a born, uh, a biological woman or biological male. And 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 I'm not sure whether my theme today is messaging or whatever. And I don't know if there's a way to message it. I mean, when you even look at how you, how we're discussing it, we're discussing it in simple terms: chromosomes, XY, XX, uh, biological, born this but feel this way. They're the ones with the nuanced conversation, the nuanced language, the nuanced needs that shows, you know, there's just something unnatural about it. 
and you're trying to make something that's not that's not there. You're a man. Yep. You feel like you're a woman. You want to change yourself. Do it. But then you have to accept the fact that you're a man. You feel like a woman and you're going to try to change yourself outwardly. But you're still not a woman. That's plain and simple. So that's just it's been on my it's been on my mind all week. And thank you for the time to just share that. Yeah. Do you uh, get hate for this point of view? Um, you sh- no, no, I haven't. I haven't yet, but you, talk you know, I'm also not a national people. figure. Yeah. Do, so do you know any transgender? Yeah. People? You know, so, so I have, I have, a, I have a cousin. Um, he's not a close cousin, a distant cousin. I was, I was closer to his father, uh, than I am to him. Uh, but he born a male. He is, he has transitioned to female, same cousin to me, he's just dressed like a woman, I guess. I mean, and so I try to be accepting, but I'm not going to accept you as a woman. You're not Sierra. You're not your mom. You're, do you guys, you were, do you guys talk about that? We, we have, but in, in, a, in, a, in, in, a, and I try to be really sensitive because he doesn't, he's got three siblings, two of them, they don't talk at all anymore at all. And so I try not to separate myself, but I, I, I try in an effort to say, listen, this whole, you know, outrage of you won't accept me and they don't. It's like, well, you don't accept yourself. You were born. Yeah. Here's your no, story. That's, that's right. I think that's right. a good way to put it. It's called it used to be called something like status responsibility. Mm-hmm. You have to accept who you are. Right. And how God made you. Now you can improve it. Mm hmm you know, develop it, or you can let it go to rest and go to pot, whatever, <laughs> but you are who you are and you mm-hmm. have XX or XY chromosomes. Right. And, and that's it. And, um, when he's, when, when this guy, this person, sure, sorry, mm-hmm. when I'm, you go to a sports bar, is he dressed like a woman? Yes. Yes. Does he the look hair, like a woman? Makeup. Uh, I, I mean, I would, um, I would think he was a woman, not one that I would be particularly attracted to, but yes. All right. All right. Interesting. We'll get some emails, I'm sure. Folks, if you have these experiences or thoughts on this or any of this, um, let us know. I, it, uh, I don't know. You know, it's things that are happening in this country, all this debate. I mean, it just, it seems crazy to me. See this other thing that um, apparently the administration wants to, all the uh, military vehicles to become electric. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, even though we don't have the materials to do that. And a lot of them are in Africa being mined by the Chinese. And mm-hmm. Some of them we have to ask permission of the Chinese to use, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but again, it just, just this wokeness. I don't know if uh, Fox is exaggerating it, but they it seems every day they show a picture of an electric vehicle exploding. You know, <laughs> right. uh, I, I, I don't know. Well, All even right. beyond that, I mean, if you and we've talked about this on the show, and I think our good friend, super smart guy, Joe Farkas, talks about this all the time. If you want to take a look at some of the most like who's the most uh, geo earthly responsible, carbon responsible countries on Earth, it's the United States. Like we're yeah. not the problem. No. Every, they, there are others that, yeah, they'll sign these agreements and they'll sign these, you know, treaties and accords. They don't live up to it. And there's other developing nations that are way worse than we are. However, the movement looks at the United States as the bad guy when a lot of their energy would be better served if they were really about what they say they are. Tar- I don't want to say targeting, but focusing on these other countries. We're the best at this. Yeah. And we're trying. No, we are. No, we've cleaned up the air, uh, Joel. 
Farkas from you mentioned often talks about that. We've cleaned up the air. All right. Talk about cleaning up the air. Should we uh, get the other people on air? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, let's let's go. All right, here we go. How many so, we got? No, we uh you know what? Let's let's try to limit it to maybe five or six today. Great. Great. Okay, so our friend uh Judge Dugan, you may remember him from the last uh show. Yeah, I do. Uh so this is about the, the, the TV appearances that we the many episodes that we decided to, you know, post as many episodes. Uh, there yeah. were no TV appearances this week, but he says, yes, please, more Friday mini episodes featuring Bill's television appearances. He says, Thank you for continuing and this is um Given uh, going back to the past episode we did with Heather McDonald, says thank you for continuing to raise the question with Heather McDonald uh, of how all the uh, madness in our nation has unfolded so rapidly. We yeah. must explore this question, and we've got to strive to find the answers. Well, I think part of it is you know we've lost the guardrails, um, religion, mm-hmm. a belief in uh, a common morality, uh, the fundamental belief in family. I mean still held by many Americans, but not by a lot of Americans now mm-hmm. and uh, not going to church. And, um, you know, everything goes, anything goes mm-hmm. a little Porter song, you know, anything goes and anything is going. That's for sure. Judge. Mm-hmm. All right. Our friend Donna, uh, who I'm friends yeah. with on Twitter, by the way, good, uh, she's good. in the great state of Florida. She says, uh, although I and uh, thoroughly enjoy all the episodes of the podcast, just as I did with the radio show, the new concept of doing weekly mini episodes spotlighting Dr. Bennett's appearances on other media is a real value add. She says, oh, "I watch." Yeah, she says, "I watch almost no television, so I miss almost everything uh, when he does other shows uh, because this collection showcases Dr. Bennett as a guest and or panelist. It affords us the opportunity to listen and learn how to masterfully." interact uh, with pointed questions and engage with others, uh, often differing opinions in the warm, uh, intelligent, uh, true-to-values ways that we've all uh, come to love with uh, Mr. Bennett's, oh, with Mrs. Bennett's husband, excuse me. There you go. There you go. There you go, Mrs. Bennett's husband. Thank you, Uh, Donna. Yeah, no problem. Oh, she also says, uh, I read The Devaluing of America as a young adult, and it literally... Uh, changed my life since that wow. time. Whenever someone asks if you had uh, to be stuck in an elevator with someone, who would it be? My answer is always Dr. Bennett. I'm grateful for almost 30 years he has been in my life. My goodness, Donna. Yeah, love Donna here. Thank oh, you. Oh, an- yeah. Another PS, a PPS. She says, "Huge congratulations to Mr. Jennings, the younger, on becoming a published author. Yeah, yeah. How about that? accomplishment at any age, but 10. Just wow, Bravo, Manny." No kidding. Yeah, she's no talking kidding. about It's Okay to Be Me by Manny Jennings, available on Amazon. It's or okay to be me. <laughs> yeah, he chronicles yeah. his stuttering, his journey through stuttering, and being confident, yeah, yeah, speaking yeah, up, playing great. sports, doing whatever. He's he's confident now, boy. I'll tell oh, you. Yeah, right. well, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. So our buddy Don emailed in, uh, says, Bill and Claude, disagree with Bill about declaring cartels as a terrorist organization. If we do that, then we are opening the door to increased immigration because this is one of the excuses for allowing authorized entry into the country. Simply put, we need to eliminate the cartels' heads, uh, their organizational and infrastructure and homes with extreme prejudice. See the movie Sicario. Sums it up saying, in short, um, I like the short form, but would rather have a a quick uh, thought from both of you on uh, current events. So I guess he's saying as far as the, um, uh, the, the 
television appearances. He likes that, but also would like us to share what we think. And so we're doing that here on this episode, Don. Biden running again, IRS whistleblower, uh, Bill can influence uh, elections. Uh, some people still say there was no fraud in 2020 election. It says, but the definition of fraud is wrongful or criminal deception intended to result in financial or personal gain. But he also says the best part of the last show was Bill yelling about me and other submitting comments. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't understand the objection to designating foreign terrorist organizations. It gives you uh, legal authority mm-hmm. uh, to uh, act in ways like uh, we did against ISIS uh, or, you know, the Taliban. Uh, and I don't see, I don't see how that increases immigration. Unless he's saying people will say, well, I'm living in a terrorist state. Mm -hmm. We're not declaring Mexico a foreign terrorist state. Mm -hmm. We're declaring the cartel heads. I think my proposal comes to the same thing that that he is talking about. I think so. I think so. Go ahead. We've got Dave checking in. Uh, Dave says, hello, Dr. Bennett and Claude. Says your last podcast reminded me of this quote. History is filled with the sound of silken and uh, silken slippers going downstairs and wooden shoes coming up. That's Voltaire. Uh, it says, uh, certainly America, American society is more in the silk slipper stage. How spoiled and soft we are that we uh, can worry about pronouns, microaggressions, and transgender rights. I would say we are definitely in decline, but I met a young person like I did this afternoon who is smart, educated, articulate, very personable, and I think we can have a bright future. It will most likely be not as I envisioned it, but this young man and others will make it. I pray they are they are enough like him to overcome the thousands who cannot read or do math. I do too. I don't. I don't know what else to say, but I do too. Kalos, uh, yes, agreed. Um, good. Thank you. Could be the saving grace. Maybe, you know, this, this and, and there's this fixation on pop culture and it's totally unserious. Maybe those who are not serious will be unserious enough that those who are can kind of just steer things maybe in the right direction. And uh, let's see, let's close with this one from Allison. She says, I really like the new podcast on the TV segments that's, uh, that Dr. Bennett uh, is on during the week. I don't have I guess, cable. I guess, I guess we need to keep these. Yeah, we should do pretty it. Pretty popular, yeah. Now, there was no TV this week, but we're doing emails and, and you know, news of the no. day. But uh, I don't have any cable anymore, and I can't see him on Fox News. So I really appreciate hearing these segments. I really respect Dr. Bennett and feel he has much wisdom on the issues that are going on in our country and the world needs in, uh, these in this time. Please continue this podcast. Thank you for all you do. I enjoy your podcast and listen to them all. Thank you, Allison. And I agree with Allison, Dr. Bill. We need more of you. Well, I don't know. Um, I don't know about that, but I'm happy to throw in as long as I can. Um, uh, Appreciate that. I I don't know. Maybe this generation will save us. Um, I I don't know. I, I sometimes think that South will save this country. Uh, because I think the South is more balanced, mm-hmm. open, and fair-minded. And it's a transformed South. It's not a, you know, slavery South anymore. Sure, it's right. mm-hmm. entirely different place. Mm-hmm. But I think the values that made this country are much more present there than in um, a lot of places. But, you know, there are, you know, p- very principled people all over the country, in Boston and New York and even Los Angeles, maybe even in San Francisco. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess what worries me is not just the kind of weakness, the silken slippers stuff, but the um, the divide. Mm-hmm. The divide is so great here. And I noticed Governor Newsom the other day said, you know, he talked about southern states and governors as uh, undemocratic and un-American. Wow. You know, that's really, that's really something. Um, so we'll see. And I'm worried this divide is getting bigger, larger. Uh, we need we need to be unified. Uh, this is what Joe Biden, of course, promised this campaign, but he has been a very divisive figure. And this campaign they're going to run is going to be so ugly, so anti-Trump, so anti-MAGA, mm-hmm. assuming Trump's the candidate. Uh, it's going to be sickening, and it'll, it'll probably work, you know, or it may work. Let's get the listeners to weigh in. How do they weigh in? How do they join this list of distinguished writers? Bill Bennett Podcast, Bill Bennett Podcast at gmail dot com. And I do think there's a turnaround in the country. I think I think it's come. I think the thing that worries me about it is that I think we've got to hit. We've got to get to, you know, the point of no return with some of the r- ridiculous stuff. I think this volleyball player hitting somebody and, you know, knocking them to the ground with the ball. We've got to get to the point where we're at the bottom of that barrel when it comes to how ridiculous some of this stuff is. The only thing that worries me is how far is the bottom? Like, if we're not there yet, how far do we have to go before it happens? But I think there, I think there is a point where common sense comes in and it's just undeniable that, you know, we've got to stop that. We've got to stop this. Yeah. You remind me of the guy I know who's a gambler who said that, uh, you know, put planting his chips in, it was like a bungee jump. He said, you know, when does this thing stop going down? You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) where's the bottom of the bungee uh, jump Mm -hmm. here? When does it start coming back up again? Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, when does the American renewal begin? Right. Um, I, I actually think it was occurring under Trump. I really do. I mean, if mm-hmm. you look at the numbers, the statistics, it was. It's so it's so deeply problematic that the guy who ran such a sane and and, and good country, um, productive in so many ways, lifting so many families, so many mm-hmm. people, um, mm-hmm. is is his own worst enemy. We'll see. We'll see. Appreciate folks. Bill Bennett podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. You're listening to the Bill Bennett show. 